Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm Ryan. And we are the Iggy Iggy Parents. Welcome to episode 12. Before we get into the heart of this episode, we've got something we just have to get off our chests. We are doing this episode because we have someone that's going to be joining our family. Not just a guest star, full-time participant. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the last episode <laughs> we had that. It's it's so funny every time we post um, when Adelaide's with another dog. We've had Ghost here and we've had Atlas here because... Well, we've not been subtle that we want to get another dog. So people are yeah, like, there's no hiding is, that, that. is that the dog? Is that the new dog? No, it's not. But people know. People know. We're getting Adelaide a little sibling. Mm-hmm. So thank you to all of the smart cookies out there who found <laughs> Adelaide's sister's Instagram already. And uh, depending on the timing of when we're uploading this podcast, we actually submitted her name to the Iggy's of the world. If you're aware of Iggy's of the world, they've been posting through the alphabet, all different Iggy's starting with A. Of course, we submitted Adelaide for that. But our new Iggy's name is coming up on the alphabet. (laughs) So depending on when this episode gets uploaded, it may or may not already be revealed. Are you holding hands with the dog, Ryan? Basically. That's really Trying to get her to stop biting you, so... Yeah, that's good. We promised in the newsletter that we would, one, reveal the name, and two... Reveal some of the contenders. Yeah, and suggestions. We did actually ask this week as well for any suggestions because we weren't 100% confirmed on the name, Mm -hmm. but after further thought, after hearing all of your wonderful examples, we just, we don't want to stray from the name. Are we ready, Ryan? Yep. Three, two, one. Phoebe. Phoebe. Our next little girl's name is going to be Phoebe. She is blue and white. She was born at just 3.06 ounces. Mm -hmm. She's one of six six in the litter. We can't wait to meet our next little girl. So as we said about the newsletter, if you are one of our subscribers, yay, you'll also know that part of our script here or our podcast outlines are scripted and parts are improvised. So this is one of those improvised moments. And yet we always have a bit of an outline. So we're going to talk about the contender names and some of our favorites that you suggested. So I'd say one of the most popular contender names and suggestions we had um, were between two and they're both going with the Australian theme. One is Sydney and the other one is Melbourne. So Sydney was no because we know some Sydneys. We know some Sydneys. (laughs) Which was, if you listen to our What's in a Name episode, we said that, that we didn't really want to name the dog the same as someone that we knew. So like we knew a Margaret, so we didn't want to name her Margaret. Now, Sydney, we don't want to name her Sydney. But we really liked that idea. And we were trying really hard to find an Australian city that matched. I even looked up, I didn't tell you this, I looked up (gasps) New Zealand cities. But again, they they didn't really feel like names. 
to me. Also, like we said in our post asking for name suggestions, we really wanted a name that also had musical theater reference. Mm, Yes. And we'll go into the reasons why we named her Phoebe. But first, we're going to talk about the contenders. So they didn't have any musical theater reference, Melbourne or Sydney. And... Oh, but Mel. Oh, Mel. Yes. Yes. Possibly if we were having a boy, we were thinking Melbourne. Mm -hmm. And then the Mel would be short for Mel Brooks. I did a production of The Producers. Yeah. I saw your production of The Producers on my birthday. Oh, yeah. That's true. You got me a ticket to go see it. Very true. (laughs) We decided to stray from the Australian theme. Mm Mm-hmm. Just sadly, we didn't have any musical theater references in there, and we just had to have it. Adelaide was inspired by a musical theater character first and foremost, before she was un- inspired by Australia. And the street. And the street. Some of the suggestions and contenders that I really liked, one was Magenta from Rocky Horror. I do love Rocky Horror, and I do love that name, Magenta. It's also, Magenta is a shade of pink. And trying to make it your dog. It's my dog, clearly. (laughs) We have I'm orange, Jess is pink, Adelaide is yellow, and Phoebe's color is going to be purple. But you're trying to make it also pink. Two pinks. Yeah, that would just be the balance would be off. We can't have two pinks. No. (laughs) But yeah, that was from Iggy Smalls. Thanks for that suggestion. I forgot this. So I just looked it up. There's a Phoebe Street. Oh my God. Where's the Phoebe Street? Um, It's at Spadina and Queen. Here in Toronto? Yep. <gasps> there is a Phoebe Street. I just remembered. Okay, well, we're going for a photo shoot. We got to do the photo shoot. Yeah. We got to recreate that photo we have of Adelaide at Adelaide Street. We're going to have to create some memories on Phoebe Street. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that, that hadn't crossed my mind, but... I, I remember seeing it now. Oh my God, that's so funny. Also, I will say that a bunch of you already suggested Phoebe. We kind of hinted at it with my central perk mug filled with coffee that was our photo hint but okay sorry now i'm looking at condos on on at phoebe street so i gotta ryan ryan gotta look at other stuff back to the subject yeah this is why we have a script (laughs) no we don't we're in the improv section that's what you just said don't think about it too hard did we have any other contenders i can't remember now after looking at this list we were thinking of going back to our idea of edith but i think that We just kind of had our heart set on Edith with a different dog. Mm -hmm. So to name a new puppy Edith just didn't feel fresh anymore. Cool. And there was no sort of relationship between Edith and Adelaide. It just happened to be a different name. Not Um, that they were like, there was no sisterly bond there. Right. So I really liked the suggestion from Pippa because one of these names is one I've been wishing for. Pippa the Greyhound said Winifred from Mary Poppins. One, I love Mary Poppins. I was in a production of Mary Poppins and I was understudy for Mary. So I got to go on as Mary for two weeks and it was amazing. And I really love the name Winifred, especially because the short form is Winnie. And I think that Winnie is such a cute name. And I kind of wanted it to be a fawn Iggy named Winnie. So it's kind of like Winnie the Pooh, but it's also Winifred from Mary Poppins, which is the Mrs. Banks character. I just love that. So if we didn't have Ryan here to 
also agree on things. We might have been looking at Winnie the Iggy. Ryan was a had a veto against Winnie. This is the first I'm hearing of Winnie. I have suggest I suggested Winnie last time and I suggested Winnie this time. I remember exactly where we were. We were in a parking lot somewhere, sitting there, and it was like golden hour and we went on one of our drives out to the harbor front because it was quarantine and I looked up Winnie the Iggy I looked up all the different Winnie the Iggy's on Instagram and that was one of my contender names Hmm. well it hasn't come back up so I didn't remember that (laughs) so snip snop so it didn't happen (laughs) just because your memory is failing us here doesn't mean I didn't look it up but Pippa I'm with you and I guess it's too late we've already named her Phoebe but our third Iggy will be called Winnie. <laughs> Pippa also said Sarabi from The Lion King, which I love that name. It's Ryan's favorite Disney movie. But I just don't think an Iggy for us, does it scream lion? I guess Iggy Nala works. I love Iggy Nala. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful name. Iggy Mom Ray, Barry's mom, suggested another name that I was also thinking of. Dolly. Like, hello, Dolly. Ryan said no. That was a veto for me because, like, it doesn't feel... Well, A, I don't know hello, Dolly. And B, it's like... Which is a travesty, by the way. I need to get him to watch it with me. Barbara Streisand, the movie, hello, Dolly. So good. And it just feels weird to, like, call your dog doll. I don't know. But, like, Dolly's an old broad. She's the old matchmaker. I don't know. You gotta gotta know the musical. When I say that, it makes me think of, like, a four-year-old saying like come here dolly (laughs) that's fair another name that i also love from reagan is millie but unfortunately we have a very close friend that had a bunny who has passed named millie and i just couldn't do that to our millie the bunny right that name's been spent it's been spent millie was a great bunny and we just can't can't name our next Diggy Millie. But it is a beautiful name. Any other ones, Ryan, that we had contenders or... I like Eliza Doolittle. Oh, that is cute. And also Eliza from Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Very cute. Because we saw uh, My Fair Lady. We did. On Broadway. And Hamilton. And Hamilton. Fun fact, our wedding cake topper was a man and a woman kissing on the skyline of New York. And it was I rose gold. The, that same place, <laughs> their Etsy store, you can get a man and a woman and a dog and a skyline. But we didn't have a dog. I know. Yet. I'm just saying like if we had had her, we could have gotten that. Mistakes were made. Should have had the dog we first. Should have had the dog. <laughs> Sorry, Adelaide. But Adelaide was a wedding present. Any other contenders there? It was Iggy Bento that said Eliza Doolittle. And here is Kronk, who has said Janice because of friends and mean girls. Oh, that's good. That would have been good. Kronk. Doesn't really feel like the old lady name vibe. Janice, Janice. is kind of a, I don't know. Well, maybe it is. I it kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that crossover. That's that very show. That's very smart, Kronk. I started thinking about names and was talking to someone about names and food names came up and I realized I just can't name an Iggy after food only because it makes me hungry. I start thinking about that food. Like if I had a dog named Sushi or 
Like, I would just want sushi every night. Like, I don't know how to, I don't know. <laughs> I started coming up with all the food names and I was like, oh God, no, I have to stop. I have to put these away or I'm going to start ordering takeout and I'm going to start making cookies and <laughs> I just had to stop. There's a name on here I really love. Daphne. Now, I don't know if there's any musical theater Daphnes, but I just think of Daphne from Frasier and it sounds like an old lady name and Daphne. You always got to practice it. Like you're calling your dog from across the room, right? Phoebe. I was just looking up characters named Daphne because I don't know. Like yeah. something was in my mind. I was like, I do know. It's Scooby-Doo. Oh. <laughs> of course. I that's don't know funny. Frasier. So I was like, that. no, that's not what it is. Scooby-Doo. Yep. Aw. I knew there was something. Anyway. Well, if we were going with the guys and dolls vibe, the other character, it's Adelaide and Sarah. But... Hmm. Sarah, I know a lot of Sarahs as well, so that just seems not uh, unique enough for our pup. You had said Richmond if we had a, were getting a boy. <gasps> Someone at the dog park suggested that Richmond, which would be very cute and distinguished for a young gentleman. Mm-hmm. Another Toronto street, for those who don't know. Adelaide and Richmond. Yeah, so I guess the contenders, the top contenders would have been Melbourne... Sydney, Richmond. Oh, and we had one more. If it was a boy, which we really were deciding we wanted a girl. We were standing strong on that. But just in case, you know, it's fun to think up names. So tell everybody the male name we had in mind. Hammy. We looked at getting, at adopting a dog that was going to be coming from South Korea. His name was Hombei. So I said we could call him Hammy. We were going to call him Hammy for short if mm-hmm. we got him. But it didn't work out for us to get Hanbei. So we thought, well, if we were to get another boy in honor of him, we would call him Hammy anyway. But looks like we're getting the girl. So Phoebe it is. So let's get into it. Why did we call her Phoebe? First of all, the obvious one, friends. So growing Yeah, that's up- probably the most obvious. <laughs> <laughs> right. That was like... A lot of people's guess on that post because you posted it with a mug of Central Perk. And I guess it seems most like the old lady names or. Yeah, I mean, it's unique at least. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know if Phoebe is a top name of any year. Like Jessica, my name is top baby name of 1990. And I think the years before and the years after. Mm -hmm. But. I don't know if Phoebe's ever been a top name for a year. I forget. If there are any Phoebes out there, let us know. So, Friends was my favorite show growing up. We're both 90s babies. It uh, is also... So, it's set in New York, the city that we love. How many times have we been to New York together? Five? Verdict is in. Six times, folks. <laughs> Six times in just two years? Two and yep. a half? Yep. And... We've seen Broadway shows every time. <laughs> yeah. So, but one show that I haven't gotten to see on Broadway, at least. I saw it here. Did you see it on Broadway? I saw it on Broadway three times. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Obsessed. Um, <laughs> is a Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder. And there's a character in that named Phoebe. She's the lead. Well, they're all leads, but she's the brunette as well. And I'm a brunette and a soprano. So... You know, we have those things in common. Our little girl 
is going to be a little operetta star. <laughs> it's a great musical. It's so nice because my background's in opera. And then I, I've always done musical theater and I went to an arts high school for musical theater. But then I went into opera for my undergrad and then got my master's in musical theater. And even though I ventured back into musical theater, I have such a love for operetta and A Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder. If you don't know about it, look it up. It is a contemporary operetta and it won the Tony for Best Musical in 2014. And I lived in New York in 2014, 2015, and I saw it three times. Any other reason we like Phoebe? I think how it sounds. We had talked about that as well. Hmm. Adelaide and, as we just talked about him, Atlas, both have similar sounding names. They start with an ah sound. And I find that whenever I call Adelaide at the park, Atlas, who is better trained than Adelaide, (laughs) Atlas comes to the sound of ah, delayed and often rushes to me first. So I would hate if we had two girls with the same ah sound to start the name. So we wanted something that felt different enough in sound, I guess. Do you think we'll go with the short form? Phoebes? Uh, it, it doesn't save any time. <laughs> Phoebes. We're rewatching Friends. Yeah. So <laughs> they call her Phoebes on the show. I was just thinking that. And someone suggested it too. Mm-hmm. This episode is about Iggy births. Inspired by Phoebe's birth, we wanted to tell you this story because it It was not so traditional how Phoebe was born, and we've learned a lot talking to our breeder, Shalane, at Lady Day Kennels. We've learned a lot about how Iggy's are born, and it's kind of really cool to find that out. We've been wanting to get a sibling for Adelaide for a while, We, and we we haven't been subtle about it. Nope. But if you heard our episode about troubles in quarantine, you'll know that Adelaide's favorite thing is other dogs. Watching them, playing with them, trying to go up and meet them. Especially Iggy's. Especially Iggy's. Even just seeing them on TV. So we started talking to our breeder, Shalane, back in April when her last litter was born. And that's actually Ghost's litter. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and now we're good friends with Ghost and uh, her mom. And Skoga that we got to meet for the first time <gasps> last week. Well, I, I know. I forgot. We haven't done the pup date yet. So we'll have to talk about that. But mm-hmm. we got to meet Skoga. So cool. Also a cool name. Anyways, we started chatting with Shalane about possibly getting Adelaide's sister. We were very excited because two of Shalane's dogs were possibly pregnant, but they didn't take. We didn't even really know that was an option, I guess. Like, we knew that Shalane was watching, but I think we were quite hopeful that they were going to take. But Yeah, I know that Shalane had said, like, oh, well, we've been breeding with the two, but we just kept our fingers crossed Mm -hmm. and nothing happened. But anyway, we... We realized because of how sad we were that we really did want to get Adelaide a sibling. Yeah. And it's funny because I I never thought that we would get her a sibling when we first got her. Mm -mm. But I never thought we were going to get pet insurance when we first got her. So look how things can change. Look how Iggy's inform your life. 
It's really true. Like the Iggy breed has dictated our choices we've made as puppy parents. We really are Iggy parents. Like there's a lot of decisions we've made along the way that if we had a different breed of dog, I have a feeling we would have done things differently. (laughs) Well, I just noticed today we were at the dog park and she was the only dog with any kind of clothes on. We passed one dog that was walking who was like wearing a little t-shirt and she had her full onesie on. Her dino onesie from Loco Pet Apparel. (laughs) And like she's the only dog in the whole dog park that's wearing any kind of clothes and like we know that she needs it. It was so funny too. There was a circle of humans and a circle of dogs and she just sort of like came up like a kid on the schoolyard and one of the dog parents said, who's this little girl? What's her story? Looks like she's got a story. (laughs) I mean, she does have a story. She walked up as a dinosaur to the cool kids party. So we had to tell them all about Iggy's and how they need to wear clothes and never a dull moment being an Iggy parent. Back to the story. We became first on the list waiting for the next litter. And boy, did our hearts jump when we found out it was Luna and Hefner, Adelaide's parents. So Phoebe's going to be a full sibling. Full sibling. So excited. I'm beaming. If you're watching this on YouTube, (laughs) got a really big smile on right now. (laughs) So after weeks of keeping our fingers and toe beans crossed, we found out that Luna was definitely pregnant. So it took this time. Yep. And we started guessing how many puppies she was going to have. So that was a fun game. We talked about it on the podcast. You guessed six. Mm-hmm. I guessed six, but I changed my answer to seven. And turns out it was seven. Which is the same number that Adelaide had in her litter with Luna. Mm-hmm. Who knew? And Luna's little. I know, she's only 11 pounds. Labor started for Luna, Adelaide's mom, around 10.30 a.m. on September 1st. Our breeder, Shalane, started messaging with us and keeping us updated along the way. The first boy was born at 1.28 p.m. I love that she's exact. (laughs) He was seal and looked just like Adelaide. We were so excited, but of course, also, we were hoping and waiting for a girl to be born. We knew something was odd, though, when we kept getting updates, but no more puppies. Luna's belly was very big, we'd seen in pictures, and the pups were all moving, but no pups were coming out. Eventually, the decision was made to go to the vet. We've now learned that big gaps of time between puppies might be a sign that something's wrong or the birth might need intervention. And of course, we Googled (laughs) while we were waiting. For Luna, the labor had gone on so long and with no puppies coming out, the vets and Shalane decided to perform a C-section. This is the first time our breeder has had one of her dogs needing a C-section. It turns out that the uterine muscle wasn't working. So she was still in labor, but the muscle wasn't pushing the babies out. Of course, this is something we wouldn't have known, but Shalane has filled us in on all the details and we're and we're slowly learning all about Iggy puppy births. So the puppies weren't officially born until the next day, September 2nd. Shalane wasn't sure if it would be something that could fix itself, and they didn't have time to ask many questions. So the decision was made to spay Luna. Mama Iggy's are not just for making babies. They're loved members of the family. 
No one wanted to lose Luna or the puppies. The spay was done in case this could happen again to her. It was also easier to recover once from this surgery for two different things instead of having to perform two different surgeries. Also, leaving the uterus could still cause problems even after a normal birth. So, like, if it was not a problem in the next labor, it could still be a problem for her just generally in her life. And we've talked about this, that Italian greyhounds are very sensitive. Oh, yeah. And pain medication and, like, anesthesia, like, all these things have to be used very purposefully and delicately. Hmm, Closely monitored. and Yep. So, I'm sure that it was sort of an in-the-moment decision you had to make, but also... With all the knowledge you have about this breed, it made a lot of sense. They had to spay her. So officially, one male puppy was born September 1st. He was seal and white. And then six siblings on September 2nd. It was fortunate that everyone survived the surgery and was able to go home. Instead of finding out one by one which puppies were born, which is what we were expecting, we got to find out all at once so the waiting was over. Thank goodness. After one male puppy was born, I wondered if it was going to be a 101 Dalmatians experience. Where <laughs> Which we also like, just recently watched. Yeah, you're just like waiting for the news and they come out. One baby, two, three, 13, 14, 15 puppies. So I thought it was going to be like that, but who knew it was going to be an emergency trip to the vet and a C-section and then we'd find out about them all at once. After all this, it turned out that there was just one girl. She's the tiniest of the group, but we hear she's doing well and eating lots. We're hopeful that our little girl will fight and grow big and strong like her siblings. So just to compare, she was 87 grams and the biggest is around 300 grams. You can do it, baby. (laughs) So she's doing good. She's eating from mom and being bottle fed every few hours to make sure that she's getting lots of calories to make sure she catches up. Get in those calories, girl. We asked Shalane about the C-section and if this was her first time experiencing it. And Shalane said, "Uh, yes, it's the first time with a C-section. So I was still worried about Luna too. She was very dopey most of yesterday, that being the birthday. Always watching. Everyone seems really good. Poor Luna is sore, but is being such a good mama. I'm finally going to lay down. So something we've learned a lot about Iggy puppy births is how exhausting and tiring it is both for the Iggy mom or dam. We've learned a new term. Mm -hmm. And also for the breeder, it's exhausting because you have to be up just about every hour watching on them and both before the, during pregnancy, before the pups are born and then during labor and then even after the pups are born because there's so many risks to be able to keep everyone happy and healthy. Again, Google can be your friend in these moments, but also can be a little scary. (laughs) So one of the things I looked up with C-sections, a warning was that the mother might not be able to feed or the puppies might not be able to feed from the mom. So I asked Shalane just because we wanted to know how the puppies were going to be eating. And she said, yes, she's glad that she can still feed. Shalane is glad that Luna can still feed. Um, but they have bottles and syringes and formula if she needs a break. Like she said, she's she was sore. It's now about a week later. I don't know if she's still sore. You've been talking to her more. Yeah. Well, we're going tomorrow, actually, and that's going to be in our pup dates. Right. But we're going to get to meet Phoebe. 
and Adelaide is going to get to meet Phoebe. I'm so excited. I know. I don't, I don't know how how well they're actually going to get to meet. Right? I hope Adelaide's not too excitable. But I know. It looks like a lot of the pups around the house, a lot of the adult Iggy's are curious about the puppies. Mm. They come in and kind of sniff. I've I've seen their snoots in some of the videos. But <laughs> Snoot um, for scale. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, snoot for scale. Absolutely. But I'll be interested to see how Adelaide greets her new little sister. So we're going to get into this more in a little bit, but we did share this in the pup date of the last episode, and I'm just going to repeat it here because Shalane's going to explain a little bit more about it in our question and answer portion of this episode. But I'm just going to share the part about one of the siblings of the litter. So... Unfortunately, the day after all of the puppies were born, we mentioned that there were seven puppies total, but unfortunately, it is now six. One of the boys did not make it. Another thing that we're learning about Iggy puppy births is not all puppies survive, and that's just a reality of it. But Shalane said this is a first for her. Yeah, so I mean... That's pretty miraculous. I think I've heard... Story- I mean, well, if you have seen 101 Dalmatians, Lucky is named Lucky because he almost didn't make it either. So it is definitely a reality, but lucky for Shalane, it was the first time she's experienced it with her Italian greyhounds. And there is more of a risk when it's a C-section, but we're going to get more into that in a little bit. We know that little Phoebe is in the safest hands, so we will keep you updated, um, especially with our pup date that we're going to record after we get to meet her tomorrow. We're so excited to meet you, Phoebe. So this next section is um, a question and answer back and forth that Jess had with Shalane. So I'll be playing the part of Jess, and Jess will be playing the part of Shalane. (gasps) It's an acting exercise? (laughs) I don't know how to speak like Shalane. I'll have to think about it. Get your character voice on. Get my character. No, no. <laughs> but yes, we're going to do a little... Reenactment? A reenactment. Even though it didn't happen in person. So it didn't a, happen in person. Dr- it's okay. It's a, it's a Q&A. It's a dramatic reenactment. It's, it's a dr- interpretation. Everything's a dramatic reenactment in this household. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's dramatic while it's happening, and it's a dramatic reenactment when we recount. Remember that time you did that, babe? Oh, my God. What is it like leading up until your dog goes into labor? Well, we all know the wait and anticipation is not fun. These tiny dogs surprisingly can take a while to grow bellies. So we watch for other signs like attitude changes. Usually, the mama dog doesn't do much other than sleep and eat like a piggy. Luna became really good at share your dinner puppy dog eyes and acted like she was starving all the time. Patience is absolutely key during this stage. This is why we put Adelaide in the pen when we have dinner. Oh my God, yes. Because it's not even just puppy dog eyes. It's paw on the leg. It's like chin on your thigh. Give it to me now. You're not going to finish that, Sorry, are you? I just you? gave a little, a little Foley work. That was my chin on the microphone, like Adelaide's chin on the, <laughs> on my leg. Iggy Brutus, you know what I'm talking about. He's a big beggar. Yeah, and like they always have delicious food. I'm so jealous. 
We have HelloFresh. What are you talking about? I know, but they get like cool takeout and I don't know. I think they're more adventurous in the kitchen. How do you prepare for the birthday? Birthday. The day of the birth. Birthday. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> the birth space day. First thing, I clear my schedule for about a week. Due dates can be wrong. So I make sure I won't be far away from home or that if I have to be, I have someone here with eyes on the mama so that I can rush home if something were to start. We set up an exercise pen with a whelping area. In our case, we use a plastic kiddie pool. We put lots of blankets and a heat pad in it and try to keep it in a place where the dam can relax and feel comfortable. They like it warm, quiet, and not too bright in my experience. I've been thinking that maybe this is why a lot of births are overnight. So I'm just going to interject and say this is the part we had to look up, that a dam is the name for a female dog parent and a sire is the name for a male dog parent. The more you know. Mm -hmm. Who knew? Also, I'm sure lots of people knew, but we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Shalane warned us that it could happen overnight. Mm -hmm. And I know every day we were like, okay, are we going to wake up to the news? I know. She said, prepare yourself. It might happen. And you might get a message early morning. But jokes on us, it happened at 10.30 a.m. And then was this whole to do. So <laughs> when do you know your mama is going into labor? Or your dam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now that we know the correct term. Feeling so smart. What, when do you know your damn mama's going into the... No, I can't do it. It's, <laughs> no, too, right. it's too obvious. I can't. <laughs> your damn, damn. Now we're quoting National Lampoon's Vacation. Oh, God. <laughs> Where is the damn, damn tour? If anyone gets that reference, I'm very impressed. And you know a little bit more about me as a person. Back to Shalane's response. There are several signs to watch for. Nesting. When they try to run off and find a safe, quiet place and make it comfy. We've had mamas go into our linen closet, a crate, or even just a room where they are alone. Nesting is an early labor sign, as well as pacing, and they don't typically like to eat much in the hours leading up either. I like that that's a, a sign of like that they're pregnant and then that they're done being pregnant. Right. They're so hungry. Like, Puppy dog eyes. Give me food. We're eating and Luna's not asking for food. Something's up. Well. Thumbs up. Oh. <laughs> when contractions actually start, they will dig at blankets. This helps get out frustration that they are feeling with the pain they are in. They will pant as well. When they are contracting and pushing, you can see the shapes of the pups in their belly, and it's really kind of cool. Who knew? That's very cool. Typically, how long does it take from the start of labor to the first puppy? I don't know if there is a typical answer to this. We've had dams seem to be in early stages of labor for days, and we have had situations where the first pup came before we even knew labor was starting. It's very different every time, first litter or not. Um, and then separately, but similarly, how long does it take from the start of the labor until the last puppy is born? This varies as well. This recent situation was our longest, but it's usually over the course of a day. We've had pups come a few minutes apart and a few hours apart. And we've had them come one right after the other. This is a question that I'm quite curious about, actually, is why are some puppies different sizes? If you saw the photos we posted on Instagram already, the size difference between Phoebe and her brother, 
who already has a name Luigi. He's the red boy. He's triple the size. So, wowza. Here's Shalane's answer. Just like with people, they're all different. A lot has to do with parents' sizes, but it also has to do with conception timing. When we breed, it is over the course of days and the dam can get pregnant more than once. Litters can have multiple sires and they can be a week or more apart in gestational age. This may explain why we have a three ounce and a nine ounce puppy right now. They are all born together, but some could be a little premature, just smaller because they didn't have that last few days on the inside to grow. So we knew about this because of the due date that Shalane said it might have been end of August, early September. And it was because of this, like the breeding time that it happens over a week. So the, (laughs) the expected due date, due date is then you can't be exact about it, but I never thought about like both taking and then it being the different, like sort of different litters, like happening all at once. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Why are some puppies different colors? For this answer, you look back at generations before. Our dogs all have many colors in their bloodlines. Sometimes we can predict colors. Blue to blue will always result in blue or blue fawn puppies. Red and black are dominant, so most of their pups would get a coat color from their parents. But once in a while, another gene slips through and another color pup will show up. When we breed two dogs that aren't both a dominant or dilute color, we get rainbow litters, like the current one of red, seal, and blue. You can actually do a specific type of test to determine what color genetics your dog carries, so you can know what colors that they would produce, and which would be unlikely. We don't do this, though, because we like the surprise when they are born. So would you want to have known for Phoebe? I think that if I knew what color ahead of time she would be, I would have an easier time deciding on a name quicker. Because when we were looking at Adelaide, the seal girl, Adelaide, that name just fit for us. But the red girl, we wanted to name Edith. So I think if we knew the color options beforehand, we might have had several contenders that were really up there. Like I said, I wanted a fawn Iggy named Winnie. That was like Winnie the Pooh and Winifred and, you know, but without knowing, I didn't get too attached to that. And clearly we didn't fight over it because you couldn't remember. (laughs) Sorry, Winnie. Someday. If we were breeding Phoebe in a hypothetical sense, we're not actually going to do that. But if we were, would you want to know? Yeah, for sure. I've been saying this, that like one thing that I'm, I'm interested in at some point is the DNA tests that you can have the ones that can show like 100% Italian Greyhound or whatever. Cause for sure, if we had some kind of mixed breed, we would have already done that. I was just going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> we would want to know. But yeah, there's like other nerdy people that want to know the truth. Yeah. But if there's other things that a, a DNA test could tell, I think I would also want to do that. Very cool. Do you remember anything noteworthy or special about Adelaide's litter? We really didn't expect our tiny Luna to have seven babies. Twice. That was probably the biggest shock. But the most noteworthy thing has to be the sizes. They were all so much smaller than any pups I had whelped here. The smallest being around three ounces and biggest about 5.5 ounces. It was also very fast. 
The first pup was born at 3.24 p.m. and the seventh at 7.51 p.m. Well, they were all so tiny, it was easy to squeeze them out. Yeah, just get them out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Boop, 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 boop. It was like a machine gun birth. (laughs) That's too graphic. (laughs) I mean, it's probably not... have to put a graphic warning on this episode. I know, but it's probably not too graphic after our poop episode last week. Yeah, that one needed a warning. Yeah, we needed a warning on that. Sorry to anyone who's poop squeamish. In your experience, is there any rhyme or reason to when puppies don't make it? Um, Is there usually a point in the process when you know they're doing well and going to grow up? Not really, unless there is an obvious issue at birth, like a deformity or something looks wrong with the sack. Some just aren't strong enough. We do what we can, including bottle feedings every hour, watching them nonstop, making sure mom is producing milk and keeping them warm. But sadly, they don't always all make it. They can be more vulnerable with C-sections. IGs metabolize drugs very differently. So we knew there was a risk of losing pups with having to go to surgery. Mm. So we mentioned that earlier, but those were Shalane's words about Mm -hmm. it. This next little part I'm going to tell you in Shalane's words as well. But again, if you're maybe a little sensitive to the topic of puppy loss, you can maybe just buzz ahead Mm -hmm. 30 Uh, seconds. I'll make sure to put a chapter at the end of this part. So this is just a little... scroll down in your podcast player, there's probably a, a way to skip ahead in chapters. Yeah, and we're giving you lots of of warning right now. If you don't want to hear it, skip ahead. Uh, But we just want to share it because it it helped us to know why a puppy might not make it. And here is Shalane's explanation. When we noticed our little guy was not breathing well, I listened and heard fluid in his lungs. So I suctioned it out and immediately called my sister, an emergency vet tech that has been through it all over and over. We think he may have had internal damage or something didn't develop right on the inside because there was blood in his lungs. He seemed fine in the morning and then just took a turn really fast. I usually stop worrying a bit after about the first week. As long as they are eating and gaining weight, I usually feel okay. We haven't had any serious problems in our surviving pups. I will always worry though, just because I love them so much. Call it mom instinct. So this is why we've been a little hesitant to announce right away about Phoebe. So now it's been about a week. So things seem to be going well. And by the time we actually release this, it will be almost two weeks. So we can be pretty confident that at least what happened to her sibling is not going to happen to her. Yeah. And of course, you can never be too sure pups develop problems at any stage in life. And we're just grateful that She's fighting, she's growing strong, and she's the tiniest out of all of them, but she is doing her best. So shall we give the list of the the pups that were born? Roll call. <laughs> <laughs> Ringing in as biggest fighter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Luigi, 9.5 ounces. He's a big boy, and he's red, and he's cute. Wow. We've been seeing a lot of photos of him just for scale, and I'm already in love with him. And then the smallest is Phoebe at 3.06 ounces. Tiny baby. Just to to contrast that. And then the rest of them don't have names yet. But but, they've got colors. But they have Yeah, we could list them like that. So go ahead. So there was a small seal. That's the same color as Adelaide. 
Oh, and the rest are males. Yes, Just, they're all boys. Yeah, but, yeah. So one of the boys is a small seal. He was born at 4.16 ounces. And this is the one Shalane says looks a lot like Adelaide. And she's calling him a she. <laughs> <laughs> accidentally just because she looks like Adelaide or sorry he looks like Adelaide <laughs> you just did it <laughs> I just did it this is like when you called Iggy's whippets in the first episode it of totally our podcast is. Yeah. subconscious <gasps> don't do what I do do what I say except not because I just said the wrong thing anyways next one there's a seal and Shalane has written in brackets, cow, because he kind of looks like a cow. So he's spotted. So they're seal color, but I guess he's like mostly white. I'm not sure. We're going to have to take know, a look yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, we'll see. We'll <laughs> look at him tomorrow. We'll Brown inspect cow them all realness for any drag race friends out there. Yep. And he was born at 6.5 ounces. Mixed up. Got a blue with a white neck. Boy, 4.48 ounces. Then we've got a blue, white spot on the head, 6.45 ounces. And then the last one here was the poor boy we lost. Blue, male, 5.64 ounces. So as you can see, the size doesn't really have anything to do with the health or right, predictability, right? in the middle right? of the pack. Yeah. Ranging from 3.06 to 9.5 ounces and... Other than the uh, difficulty with the lungs, who would have known, right? Just interesting to see all the different sizes, all the different colors. It's such a beautiful thing. Puppies mm-hmm. being born. So you will hear from us next after we've met them. Oh, my God. Also, just want to announce we're going to be starting a vlog on YouTube. And it's going to start with a bang. We're going to be filming our experience visiting the puppies. And hopefully be able to document multiple visits. So over the course of the next two months, we're going to be visiting Shalane and the puppies. And hopefully we'll have lots of fun footage for you there. And we'll be kicking off our vlog on YouTube. So if you don't follow us yet, we are on YouTube. And this podcast gets posted there. And you can subscribe to our YouTube and you'll be all ready to go to see our first vlog. Updates. Updates. <laughs> this is our pup date coming to you a few days after our recording, our initial recording, because we wanted to share with you our very first visit with Phoebe. Like we've said a bunch of times, we're really lucky to be close with our breeder. Like we're close with her, like we talk with her. And also she's close enough for us to go visit. So we got to go meet the puppies very early. We love you, Shalane. This is not the usual for everyone, so we wanted to share the experience with you. Let's start the story off with us entering the room with the puppies. Picture it. It's a house. You go upstairs and the puppies are in this room. Blocked <laughs> so, off with a baby gate. Yep, blocked so off with a baby can't gate. jump in. <laughs> and we come into the room and I had so much anticipation for this moment. I don't know about you, Ryan, but I was just waiting for this moment. And I I couldn't picture in my mind how tiny the puppies were going to be or how big the puppies were going to be. And we turned around that corner, opened up the little baby gate, and there was the setup. It was a kiddie pool 
with blankets in it, even an electric warming blanket. And since Luna, Adelaide's mom and Phoebe's mom, greeted us downstairs, she actually came up with us to visit the puppies. So the puppies were chilling without her for a little bit. And then when we all entered the room, Luna got to go back and protect her puppies and we got to be there. So we first saw the puppies in a little tiny pile and they were all waiting for us. And in that pile, it was not very difficult to tell which was ours. Nope. Because she's so small. Oh my God. She's <laughs> so, so she tiny. is a third the size <laughs> of the the biggest one. And the puppies were excited to have their mom back. <laughs> they they all started squirming again. And some immediately went to feed as soon as Luna came back to bed. Yep. Right there. Beeline. I'm hungry, mom. <laughs> the rest of the visit was a trade between the puppies sleeping, feeding with mom, or taking a little trip into our hands. So we got to hold Phoebe and it was honestly really magical. She was tiny and even her paws were tiny with the tiniest little nails. I know. I got a tiny little (laughs) scratch on my forearm. I was like, okay, well, that's definitely from a nail because they have no teeth. Yeah. And I couldn't believe it too, that even the difference between Phoebe and her brothers, the size of the paws were different. Like they were thicker on the boys and Phoebe's were just a little bit more dainty. A little smaller. Anyways, she was tiny and she's a blue and white Iggy. So just like her mom, Luna, she's this gray color. And honestly, she kind of looked like a little mouse. (laughs) I know. So when we were first seeing photos of Adelaide, it's, it's hard to tell that Italian greyhound puppies are Italian greyhounds. Because they just kind of look generic. They don't have the long nose yet. They don't have the long legs yet. Like everything kind of extends as they grow. Especially with this young age for Phoebe. We went to visit Adelaide at a later point. So we never got to see Adelaide this young. Right. So I was going to say Adelaide, when we met her, kind of looked like a generic dog puppy. Yeah. But Phoebe... Being so young, like barely even looks like a dog, like literally looks like a rodent. (laughs) An adorable, adorable rodent. We love you, Phoebe. (laughs) And because they're so small, they haven't even opened their eyes and their ears haven't even opened yet. So I actually looked, you could like flip up their ear and you can see that their ear canal, is that the term? I don't know. Their ear hole is not opened. (laughs) So like they physically haven't opened their eyes their ears haven't opened so they can't hear or see and we wondered why this was and i think it was you that came up with this theory that it's who knows yeah again not experts (laughs) if if puppies can't see or hear then they can't make it very far from their mom yeah shalane was saying that even without being able to see and hear they kind of squirm away from mom a lot and they kind of start wandering so That's a big part of Shalane's job is to make sure that they haven't wandered off, to make sure they're still feeding from mom, and to make sure that Luna doesn't crush them because, like, Phoebe is so tiny, she could just get hidden underneath Luna's leg. I know. She kept ending up at the bottom of the pile while while everyone was feeding. I was like, where'd she go? Oh, she's under two of them. Come on, girl. (laughs) You can do it. 
whatever that reason, that they are blind and deaf in the beginning. Just follow your nose. Follow your nose. It's really cool that we got to meet her at such a young age. I just feel really lucky. And I feel lucky that we have this sort of platform to reach you guys out there that are listening to these stories that if you didn't get to meet your puppy at such a young age, now you know what it's kind of like. They look like little mice. (laughs) We met Adelaide at three and a half weeks old. So I think that we're going to go back and visit Phoebe. Again, her eyes will be open at that point and she'll start to look a little bit more like a dog. I'm excited to see her moving around. Yeah. So when we met Adelaide, it was different because the puppies were all kind of moving around and they were pooping and peeing everywhere. (laughs) Sola peed on me. I had her on my chest. I remember because I have a photo and lucky for me, I was wearing a workout top and she peed on my chest and I caught it in my hand. So it didn't actually get my shirt wet, but I will always remember that. We can't wait to go back in a few weeks. So we get to see our little girl when her eyes are open and we get to see what color her eyes are going to (gasps) be. Right. I think Shalene was saying it starts with blue. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then they get darker, closer to the color of her coat. Since birth, Phoebe has already gained 50% of her body weight. So she's still very small, but she's feeding from her mother as well as a bottle. Shalane tries to do it, I think, every hour. And she's getting in lots of calories. So we'll keep you updated on her progress. And we can't wait to share more. Yeah, we're actually going to be starting a vlog to document Phoebe's journey. <laughs> it was very funny when we were there because I had the big camera for photos and the small camera for video and then the iPhone just for quick capturing and so we can have live photos and things like that. So if you thought we didn't get enough footage, don't worry. There's more. Well, if you thought we didn't get enough footage of Adelaide at this age or the first time that we met her, we're not making that mistake again. Absolutely not. We had like one or two photos of her because we didn't know which we were going to get. So we got like a few photos of each dog, but we wish we had more of her to refer back to from that first visit. Absolutely. Again, we're so lucky that we know which one is ours. Last time we were third in line for the puppy to go home. So no choice. Only girl. Only girl. I want that one. The girl. Give me that one. That adorable, tiny, tiny girl. And if you didn't catch the post that we submitted and Iggy's of the world posted, Phoebe is now on Instagram. At Iggy Phoebe. That's at I-G-G-Y. P for Phoebe. H for Hebe. O for Obi. E for Ebe. B for BB. E for Hello, mate. <laughs> There's a f- friend's <laughs> reference for you. Oh my god, I had to stare at Ryan. A friend's reference. I had to stare at Ryan for that because he knows friends better than I do. I will admit that. So I, I was I was waiting for him to like mouth the words with me, but I did it. I got the quote right. Anyone out there who gets it, high five. So if if this is gonna be too many accounts for you to follow, the main account is still gonna be Adelaide's. That's where we we have the biggest following and where we post the most. Post the most. Yep. Um, (laughs) So we have Iggy Adelaide, which is our main account. We have the Iggy Parents, where we post about us and sort of pup date type things. And every time we upload a new podcast episode. And then we have Iggy Phoebe, that's going to be specifically Phoebe. And she'll probably get tagged more than she gets actually posts. But 
Oh, yeah. Stuff all over there because obviously everyone loves tiny puppy photos because those the reel and the photo that we have posted have gone basically viral for us. <laughs> our own version of viral <laughs> for our, our humble numbers. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube because that is where we will launch the vlog, which of course we will also remind you in our newsletter. So don't forget to sign up for our newsletter, also available on our website. There's so many things to do now with the Iggy parents and Iggy Adelaide and Iggy Phoebe. All your Iggy needs. We are here for you. That's what we're trying to do. Be here for everything that we say Iggy parents and Iggy lovers. Yeah. Actually, to close this off, I just wanted to share a conversation that I had today with another Iggy parent. And this is a surprise for Ryan. He doesn't know I'm going to tell this story. (laughs) But we were just chatting about how all of our discussions and all of these episodes that we have on the podcast are for you if you have an Iggy to help you learn how to take care of your Iggy in the best way, but also for new perspective Iggy parents. Because sometimes people are thinking about getting an Iggy and maybe if you've made it to this episode already, you you definitely have your Iggy. But if you're listening to this and you're a prospective parent, I really would love for you to reach out to us if you have questions and listen to our episodes, maybe an episode like the leg break episode or um, Iggy Alone Time, which is quasi about separation anxiety and all of the different quirks that Iggy's have, because this dog is not for everyone. And I think we might have an episode dedicated to this in the future, but it is really important to know that as special as Iggy's are, as beautiful as this breed is, and honestly, we don't see ourselves ever getting another breed of dog ever again. We're just forever going to be the Iggy parents, don't worry. (laughs) But it might not be for you. It might not be for everyone out there, even if you think they're cute and they wear clothes and they're adorable. Sometimes they have a lot of health problems and behavioral stuff that it's a big challenge. So it's always good to check in with yourself and make sure that you are making the right decision for you, your family, and your lifestyle. And if you ever have questions, always feel free to reach out and yeah, if you want to chat about those serious things, even something like potty training, it's a little unique to potty train your Iggy. So let's chat about it. And I hope that you have enjoyed everything so far. We'll chat about it soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Iggy Parents. You can follow us on Instagram at, at The Iggy Parents. Or find us on YouTube, search for The Iggy Parents, and you'll find us. This podcast is available where all podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye from Ryan. And Jess. And Adelaide. Thanks.